Jepang. Good moment, America. How are you? This is the Terry Wilkerson Show. I am Terry, and as always, I'm just an ordinary man here taking a look at an extraordinary world and coming out here as usual every week to try and just embrace the insanity that's going on across this, the greatest nation in the history of the world. And here in the United States, it is, of course, Thanksgiving week. And here's the thing. I don't really care what you think about the history of Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving has, it has a little bit of darkness in its past. Nobody's going to deny that. But it's a truly American tradition. It's a truly American holiday. And for everybody out there who's going out of their way to try and put down Thanksgiving as a holiday and, and try to destroy it, let me tell you something right now. We ain't going to stand for this shit. America will not stand by and let you destroy our traditions just because you want some type of power. We're not going to sit here and let you destroy our traditions simply because you want to be noticed on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever the fuck social media site you happen to have your pansy ass on. Thanksgiving is an American tradition. It's hard for some of us. It's hard for a lot of people. Let's be honest. Things tend to happen around the holidays that are not good. Bad memories tend to take place around the holidays. But you know what else takes place around the holidays? A lot of good shit, too. Because we as Americans, we may not every single day sit here and think about all the good shit we have and, and think about all the good times and what we're thankful for. We don't do it every day. But there's a couple days out of the year where we're kind of forced to remember it. And I don't think I don't think we need to be forced to remember it, but we're so embedded in this war against all of these asshole leftists that want to tell us that everything we do as a country is bad, that there are these two damn days a year, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And whether you believe in the religious connotation or not has nothing to do with it. These are American holidays. Are they are they stolen? Are they, are they warped from their original intention? Yes, but they are truly American holidays. And for people who have spent the past God knows how many, 20, 30, 40 years trying to build up to a point where we basically eradicate Thanksgiving and Christmas from our calendars for whatever their particular agenda is, you can go suck a damn egg. Thanksgiving is that time of year where, yeah, we have a tendency to remember the people that we've lost, but we also can use that day to be thankful for who we have, where we are, our own health, what we are doing right in our own lives, and what this country has done right. And we can be thankful on Thanksgiving for the fact that we have a country that is free. We have a country that recognizes the right of the individual to live their own lives. That's my ultimate Thanksgiving idea, is to look at my life and the world around me and remember that this is all here and I have the right to celebrate or not celebrate however the fuck I want. That's what you people need to get through your goddamn heads. And if you know a liberal scumbag commie leftist fuckbag who needs a good um, verbal or psychological ass whipping, just bring that up. Just start off with the freedom to think 
feel however you want, the freedom to worship however you want, the freedom to celebrate however you want or not, and watch the fucking meltdown. Anyway, so I don't know about you, America, but Thanksgiving for me uh, was kind of a quiet one. It was just a little lady and I. We did a turkey for just the two of us. We did. I made stovetop because I just didn't have the time, patience, or the ingredients to make a good homemade stuffing. I did do homemade cornbread, pecan pie. Uh, so the trimmings I did, with the exception of the damn stovetop. Mashed potatoes were homemade, biscuits, cornbread. And I think a moment ago I said pecan pie. You know, that's. I know a lot of my family in the South and out West probably want to rip their damn hair out right now because it's not pecan pie, it's pecan pie. I, I know. It just became a habit living in North Jersey for so many years and then living in this area of the country. It's I, I apologize for uh I I apologize for the blasphemy against pecan pie. It is actually my favorite thing in the world. I think to think I make a damn good one. At any rate, pretty much everything made by scratch, from scratch, by me. And I'd like to think it was a pretty damn good dinner. We actually sat down and, you know, there was a moment where do we want to talk about anything? Do we want to talk about what we're thankful for? And I didn't take advantage of that, and I should have. And I want to apologize to my little lady for not not doing that because I, I could have I sit here and I go off about how Thanksgiving is why is is a good time for us to all think about what we have and all the positives in our lives and I did not take that opportunity and that kind of makes me a hypocrite and I want to apologize to her for that so if you're listening when you listen to this I'm sorry I should have probably taken that a lot more seriously than I did but now that Thanksgiving is over, we're moving into the Christmas holiday, another holiday that the ultra-left likes to cancel. And, you know, the funny thing is even when I went through my period where I didn't believe in a god, I, I still understood that Christmas had a meaning as far as families and as far as American traditions go. Of course, now it takes on a whole new meaning to me now that I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So we're going into, we go into this, you know, new part of the season. We go into the Black Friday, the Christmas sales and whatnot. And I'll tell you something, America. I did some driving around the past couple days. I really didn't see signs of any type of economic recovery that the White House plant keeps saying we have. Oh, well, we're recovering on this front. We're recovering on that front. Well, you know where the fuck we're not recovering on, Mr. Biden? Anywhere. You're a liar. You're a dumbass, you're a fucking brain-dead idiot, and you're a liar. Biden, for Christ's sake, just stop. Can somebody please get him off of Twitter? Can somebody get him off my TV? It's not just that he lies so much about this supposed economic recovery that bothers me. It's the fact that there are people who believe his horse shit. Oh. Time for a little water break there. By the way, it is that time, America. Grab yourself a can, roll up a smoke. Pop your beer, you know, have a shot of whiskey, whatever it is you do to celebrate. Let's all have it together and sit down and talk. I am, of course, packing a lip on some Stoker's Long Cut, my everyday dip. Pack, dip, spit, as somebody once said. Anyway, 
So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you actually took more of an opportunity to enjoy the the, the fruit of Thanksgiving the way that I should have. But I didn't. Last episode, I did a bumbling, rumbling, stumbling, half-assed review of Yellowstone Season 5, Episode 1. And I told everybody I'd come out here and I'd talk about Episodes 2 and 3, but I realized something. I'm not good at these damn long-form reviews. You know, over on the Tarant Sports Show, I have a tendency, even when I'm trying to give a long-form review of a WWE pay-per-view, I have a tendency to just kind of ramble on and, and not really say anything. So I I don't want to do this great show an injustice by sitting here and trying to give everybody some stupid-ass long-form review of episodes two and three where I stumble over everything. I'm just, I don't want to do that. I do want to emphasize that America, this is the damn best show on television. And just a quick run-through of episodes two and three I mean, in episode two, Casey and Monica discuss the fact that they want to bury their their newborn who passed away, John, on the ranch. And, of course, Casey knows that John, his dad, will allow it. And he decides that he'll be the one to go ask him. The ranch hands find a dead cow. Then they go out to basically take down the wolves that they figured out have killed this cow. While all this is going on, Carter needs help saddling up his horse, so Lloyd helps him out. Rip takes them all out to try to find these wolves. Carter's horse stumbles. They have to put the home, the horse down. Carter gets his arm broke. And now, of course, all this leads into Carter is now riding John's horse because John doesn't use it anymore. That particular episode ends with... Two of the Rantans using thermals to take out two wolves and finding out that they are actually wolves from the Yellowstone National Park. They're collared. They throw the collars into the stream so that they wash downstream, but you know good and damn well that's not going to be the end of it. So real quick, episode three comes around. Episode two was a good setup episode, much like a good setup match. When you're putting together a wrestling card, you always have an opening match that just catches their attention, that just grabs them. And then you use the second match to kind of thrust the narrative of the show forward. Same thing here in, in any type of storytelling, really. Same thing here with Yellowstone. They use episode two to kind of thrust the narrative forward. Episode three comes around and the center of this particular episode is that Lloyd is turning 58. And... <laughs> Uh, I hope I, I hope I look that rugged when I'm 58, which is a lot closer than I am comfortable admitting to. So they decide, Beth decides more to the point, they're going to go to a bar. The same bar that she and Rip had had their first date at. I found that interesting. So they go to this bar, and of course there is a woman who hits on Rip, and long and short of it is, Beth just beats the shit out of her. America, this is why this is the best damn show on television, is... The, the grittiness, the reality, and there's not one single strain of woke bullshit on this show. Don't take my stupid little petty 30-second review here as as the gospel. Go and watch the damn show. If you haven't seen it, go watch episodes 1, 2, and 3. And if you haven't watched the series at all, go watch the whole damn thing. Okay, America, I am now looking out my window. It is still raining. It's been raining all day. Not too bad, though. Not, not heavy here in Southeast PA. Certainly, uh, 
Certainly a miserable looking day out there. And according to the Farmer's Almanac, which to me is a far more reliable source than your local weatherman, there's going to be basically rain like this all the way up until next weekend, the 4th of December. And and that's pretty much from every region from the Texas Panhandle on up through New England. Farmer's Almanac says I'm more inclined to believe it. So you can expect this kind of rainy weather if you're in this part of the country. You can expect this type of rainy weather for, uh, for quite a while. And it's that time of year, America. We, uh, you know, we always, 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 always need rain. You know, I used to be one of them kids that hated it when it rained. And thankfully, I had a dad who grew up in Depression era Virginia, you know, near the cotton fields. And he, at a very young age, reminded me just how important rain really is. So we talk about Thanksgiving and being thankful for things. Well, let's be thankful for that rain as well. But it's going to keep coming, America. And, you know, we're supposed to get milder temperatures in the next couple of weeks. It's actually, according to the Farmer's Almanac, supposed to be pretty mild going into Christmas. We'll see what happens there. I know our local forecast is talking about, is there a possibility that it gets cold enough for snow? No, I don't think it is. But, hey, you're a weatherman. You can be wrong 90% of the time and still be considered the best of what you do. Back in one second. America, I feel the need to tell you about this. If you're not already familiar with it, a lot of states have passed versions of this. But this is a federal bill that is sitting in the Senate right now. And I found out about this earlier last week and can't believe this is even really a thing. Folks, there is something called the Crown Act, and it is, like I said, sitting in the Senate. It's passed the House. This, the U.S. Crown Act. What does crown mean? Creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Yeah, I'm not fucking making this up. This is not a joke. This bill, these, and it's accompanying laws across the country, Prohibit employment discrimination based on hairstyles typically associated with black people, including braids, twists, locks, textured hair, or afros. Let me rephrase, let me repeat that. I'm not even going to rephrase it. I'm just going to put it the same damn way it's on the government's website. Prohibit employment discrimination based on hairstyles typically associated with black people, including braids, twists, locks, textured hair, or afros. Prohibiting employment discrimination based on fucking hairstyles. We've gone crazy, America. It has reached that point. You know what it makes me think of? You know the song Signs by Five Man Electrical Band and later covered by Tesla? The sign said, long-haired freaky people need not apply. That was the first thought I had. But, hey... To each his own, right? No, no. This is a clear, clear example of government overreach. We're being told that we have to consider people even if they don't fit our uniform standards. Now, what about somebody who has dreadlocks, you know, down to their ass? Can that person work at, say, Subway? Sure they can. They, they're As long as they put a hairnet on. But what's going to happen is they're going to end up using this stupid fucking act to say, well... The Crown Act says you can't discriminate, you can't make me wear a hairnet. I know you think I'm crazy, America, but this is where we're heading. This is the type of shit that is going to become the norm in this country if we the people don't do something, and I mean yesterday. 
Did you ever think you would live to hear about an act, about a bill on the floor of the fucking House of Representatives and the Senate that prohibits discrimination and employment based on hairstyles? Based on hairstyles. It's one thing to sit here and go, you can't discriminate in employment based on somebody's race or sex or color or, or, or sexual orientation. All of that, that's one thing. But fucking hairstyles? And you're going to sit here and tell me the government is not trying to step over its bounds? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a prime example. And this is why every goddamn senator, every single House of Representatives member, everybody from the White House on down to the local alderman to the trash commissioner across this country, every damn one of them needs to be sent home. Vote every single one of them out. This week in American history. Okay, this is a controversial one. I know everybody out there has some type of opinion on this, but I'm just going to present you the facts. On November, and I know, I can hear it now. I can hear it now. Anyway, November 22nd, 1963. You already know. President John F. Kennedy is in Dallas, Texas, in a car passing the Texas Book Depository when Lee Harvey Oswald fires three shots, killing the president of the United States and wounding the governor of Texas. I have seen all the conspiracy theories about this. I know some very intelligent people who have conspiracy theories about this. And I could sit here and just go on for hours and hours and hours about how wrong they are. But I'll just simply leave it at this. This is the historical record. Lee Harvey Oswald shot and killed John F. Kennedy. That shot has been replicated hundreds, if not thousands of times by marksmen, by military people, by just regular hunters. That shot has been replicated over and over and over again. It is not only plausible, it is not only possible, it is probable. And quite frankly, the, the forensic evidence shows that that's exactly what happened. So no conspiracy theories here, no conspiracy JFK was killed by the Cuban Mafia or, or Lyndon B. Johnson or all this shit. No, he was shot and killed by a lone gunman, a wackadoo named Lee Harvey Oswald. That's that. Now, that being said, it's pretty cool to go back and look at some of those similarities between JFK and Abraham Lincoln. You know, uh, one had a secretary named Kennedy, or Abraham Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. There's a bunch of these. You can go find them. You know, uh, I think there's almost as many as are a Mandela effect. You can go find them. They're hilarious. But it's not a big conspiracy. It's not, dude, for Christ's sake, America, please. Can we not get into this? You know, there there's enough real-life conspiracies to worry about right now with the fake COVID pandemic and with the uh, George Soros-funded shootings that have been happening there's enough real conspiracy theories that are coming to light. We don't need to constantly revisit this one. But that's that's that. Okay, that's this week in history. JFK shot and killed in Dallas, Texas. What happened this week that's going to be remembered in history? Because you know I like to couple these things. Well, I don't normally talk about anything on the world stage, but I, I have a personal problem here. See, I'm a soccer fan. I, I love soccer, especially the World Cup. I'm a big fan of the U.S. national team. And quite frankly, what I think is going on right now that's going to be remembered historically is the bullshit in the World Cup over in Qatar. 
the U.S. national team decided they weren't going to wear the red, white, and blue, that they were instead going to wear the LGBTQ flag as a protest against the human rights violations going on over in Qatar. Make no mistake, America. There are massive human rights violations in Qatar. But you're going over there, and number one, you're disrespecting our entire fucking country because our colors are red, white, and blue, not rainbow. You represent our country, not some political ideology. Maybe if the women's national team had gotten that message, then the men's national team wouldn't be so pussy about it. But that's the bottom line. You represent our country, you wear our fucking colors, or you never play for this country again. That would be my way of doing things. But now you have all these other national clubs, France and Germany, and and all these clubs, all protesting human rights violations. Well, you don't protest all the money you make from the merchandise sales, do you? No. You don't protest the popularity and the fame you get, do you? No. You're not going to protest the contracts that most of these guys are going to sign with big name clubs because they did something famous in the World Cup, are you? No. No, you only protest when it serves your purpose. And that's the problem with quote unquote modern day protesting. What's going to be remembered in history is that this World Cup will be the one that basically destroyed the American um, the American love of soccer. There are going to be plenty of people who still love the game. I want to. But as far as the World Cup being some great event that I look forward to every four years, I can't even, I can't even watch one match this year. Let alone can I bring myself to get as excited about it as I used to. That's what this is going to be remembered for. This is going to be the World Cup that destroyed soccer in America in general. It was so close to becoming one of the biggest sports overall. But now that we have our men and women all over, all over, it's not just this one. That's the thing. The women's national team started this shit. The men's team continues this shit. We're going to look back and go, soccer had a chance. Football, if you will, had a chance. But deciding you wanted to use the World Cup to protest something rather than just not fucking going. No, you have to have the attention. That's the problem. That's what's going to destroy Soccer in the United States. And oh, by the way, dumbasses, you're over in a foreign country that has a very different set of laws than we do. And you want to go over there and you want to protest, you want to wear your rainbow armbands and all this other bullshit? Well, you're going to have to deal with the legal consequences because they could be severe. But hey, you know, oh, no, I'm going to protest my beliefs, blah, 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 blah. See, that's the great thing in the United States is we have different laws in different states. And that's kind of how it is across the world. And people need to start realizing that. And, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. But I just have this bad feeling that somebody's going to overstep their bounds over there in Qatar. And they're going to end up in fucking jail. Ask Brittany Grenier, Grenier, Gre- the NBA player. Brittany Grenier. Ask her. WNBA player, I should say. Ask her what happens when you violate another country's rules. It doesn't matter why you're there. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are or who you play for. Don't break another country's rules and you won't have to deal with the consequences. And again, I hope I'm wrong, but I just have a bad feeling something's going to go bad. You know, America, we can take this country back. We can go back to the way things used to be. And we have to. We constantly talk about moving on in the future and, and making things better. Well, America, things aren't better. Things are getting worse every single day. And when you have the 
Kamala Harris's and the Elizabeth Warren's and the Nancy Pelosi's warning that Republicans want to take you back 50 years. Well, you know what? I want to take us back 100 years. And there's little steps we can take to take our country back, not only on a physical level, but on a spiritual level. And the one thing that I think this week we can all do, turn off the fucking TV, put down the social media, and go out for a walk as a family. It's a beautiful time of year, even though it's extremely rainy here on the East Coast and all the way through the Panhandle region up through the uh, New England area. I just love that whole uh, the whole weatherman sound, don't you? But it's a beautiful time of year. Go out and take a walk. Learn something about the plants. Learn something about your neighborhood. But do it with your family. Because this is a time of year where we need to remember the greatest thing we have is our family. Whatever that may be, whether it be the, the traditional nuclear family or whether it be the concept of a family that we've put together. Either way, we have to go out as a family. Take our country back piece by piece and start by recognizing the concept of the family. There are a lot of people out there who don't have a traditional family. And I don't mean that they've elected to live a certain lifestyle or they've elected to cut people out. No, that for some reason or another, through some type of tragic means, that they have lost members of their family. My mom and dad are both gone. My adoptive parents are both gone. I don't get to see my sisters or my nieces or nephews very often. And that's all on me. But if you're one of those people out there who has the opportunity to actually connect with your family... The first step in reclaiming this country and taking us back to a time where we were the the shining city on the hill. That first step is by reclaiming the concept of the family. And the first thing you can do to reclaim the concept of the family is to put the tech bullshit down. Turn this fucking podcast off. Turn off Joe Rogan. Turn off whatever TV show you're watching. And spend some time with your family. Go for a walk. Talk. Do something as a family. This is this is the beginning, America, and we need we need to do this as a country, every damn one of us. And even if that family is just you and a significant other, unplug, walk away from everything, go for a walk, do this constantly. It's not only going to help rebuild our concept of family, but it's going to get you out of the house. It's going to get your vitamin D levels up. And it's going to remind you that there's a world outside of the bullshit going on on Twitter. This is what we need to do, America. This is the first step. First in many, many steps that we're going to keep going into every single week. Let's take our country back. And let's start today with the family. America, I want to read a little something to you. Um, My lovely little lady a little while back got me this book. It's a daily devotional called John Wayne Grit. Daily Inspiration and Frontier Wisdom for Men. And it's a 365-day devotional, um, available on Amazon, by the way. And no, I don't get any type of kickback or anything. But it's available on Amazon, and it's the wit and wisdom of the Duke himself, the the definition of America, John Wayne. So I want to read from you. We're going to start here on day one. Stick to your convictions. This is a quote. You swore an oath when they put that badge on you. I said, I swore an oath. John Wayne, as Captain Jake Cutler, Cutter, 
in The Comancheros, 1961. In The Comancheros, John Wayne stars as Captain Jake Cutter, a Texas Ranger who arrests Paul Regret, played by Stuart Whitman, a gambler who has killed a senator's son. When the two encounter a violent gang of outlaws known as the Comancheros, however, they find themselves with no choice but to join forces. As they talk about Captain Cutter's job, the Texas Ranger tells Regret of the time he nearly let outlaws make a run for it. Quote, and then I'd say back to myself, you can't let him run. You swore an oath when they put that badge on you. And that's important to you, Regret asks. I said, I swore an oath, Captain Cutter responds sternly. It should go without saying, but take it from Duke's character. You should only give your word if you intend on backing it up with action. And even if you feel defeated, take a moment to remind yourself just how worth it holding yourself accountable will be, both for you and everyone involved. That can be the bootstrap by which you pull yourself up. This is the wit and wisdom of John Wayne. This is the kind of knowledge, this is the kind of idea we need to reclaim our country step by step. Let's all hold ourselves accountable to our own word, just like the Duke says. America, if you ask me, we have two political parties who are in power right now that serve no purpose to the American people. Their only existence is to continue their power. I've talked about this time and time again. They're not here to serve your interests. They serve the interests of their party, first and foremost. Democrats don't give a shit about what happens in rural America. Republicans don't give a shit about what happens in urban America. It's the truth, whether you like it or not. The two parties system exists outside of the norm. It's the outlier across the world. And while I don't give a shit what goes on in the rest of the world, every once in a while, every once in a while, there's something to be learned. And our two-party system is a failure. And we don't even need to look to Canada or, or Japan or Mexico or the UK to figure that out. We can just look at our own country, and it's failed. These parties exist simply to serve themselves and their own political interests. People are putting the party first. Then the politician themselves is putting their individual interest, be it a financial interest or an interest in power. That comes second. Your interests, the interests of the constituency, come third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, or not at all. We, the people, we, the Americans, have to stop pretending that these parties give a shit about us. We need to stop pretending that just because a candidate is running as a Republican or a Democrat, that they in any way, shape, or form represent our ideals. America, these politicians represent their own ideals. They are in it for themselves. You hear so much bullshit when they talk to, about billionaires and, and CEOs and, and moguls who are just out for the almighty dollar. America, that's all these politicians are out for, too. All they care about is the dollar. All they care about is their power. All they care about is how many mansions they're going to be able to buy. They don't care about what you elected them to do. Which is another reason I constantly say vote every motherfucking one of them out. It's time to take our country back, America. This is yet another step. Realize and recognize they don't give a shit about you. And give it right back to them. We talked a few minutes ago about staying true to your convictions. America, we, the people, need to put our convictions first. And the next set of convictions needs to be these crooked politicians. 
That is all we have for this week, America. Thank you once again for joining me. And until next time, please remember that your rights are not a gift from the government. The moment you allow the government to abridge your rights even just a little bit, they become a privilege and a privilege can be taken away. Rights are absolute and eternal. Thank you for joining me on the Terry Wilkerson Show. You can, of course, find me, my only personal social media account that's actually available to the public at this point in time is my Twitter account. You can find me at, at TL underscore Wilkerson. Don't forget to find this show everywhere you can. Tell everybody you can about it in America. We, we I, I love this country. I really do. God bless America. We'll see you next time on the Terry Wilkerson Show. Terry Wilkerson Show is produced by 1975 Podcast Productions, a division of 1028 Media. Go to www.terrywilkerson.com for more information. You can find The Terry Wilkerson Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever you download your fine podcast content. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're on a platform where you can do so, give us a five-star rating. That way we can tell big tech that they can shove it up their ass. And until next time, America, stay calm, have courage, and wait for signs.